Welcome back to a new episode of Comic Timing. This is a special edition as it is live and in person, not with Ian Levenstein, but with your host, co-host with the most, Brett Casina, myself, and my good buddy, who you may hear on our video games podcast on this channel from time to time, or his own YouTube channel, Viper Magic, Jim Fantas. Hello, True Believers and Excelsior. <laughs> Spoken like I want to be comic book <laughs> fan that's trying to fit in with the, with the true one. I over just here. blend in uh, quietly in the background. So if you guys don't know, uh, Jim and I not regularly, yearly do a podcast on here where we do top video games. We would like to do more of them, but uh, stuff gets in the way, like me being sick. First of all, yes. If you caught the last video game episode of 2018, you would know that I had the flu, bronchitis, pneumonia, the whole thing. Lost my voice. Right before the holidays, it came back, and then I went back to work after the holidays, and I lost it again. So we're kind of back on that uphill thing, regaining my voice. So if I cough or I sound different, please excuse me, I'm sick. But I couldn't wait to not do podcasts with Jim when we had some free time to do it together. Yes. So. What are we here to talk about today, Brent? We are here to talk about and review, among other things, we'll probably go off topic. Okay. But last night, we did something fun. We had a little mandate. Mandate. We went to a Fathom Events. Yes. And we watched a double feature of the Death of Superman DC animated movie, followed by the premiere of the next movie in the series, uh, Reign of the Supermen. Yes. What so, a cool title. It was a cool title. Uh, the Death of Superman, uh, but Reign of the Superman. Was it Reign of the Superman or Reign, Reign of the Supermen? Okay, that was really cool. Really cool. So, Jim uh, is dabbling, I guess, in comic books. I'm giving him stuff to read. I am. And you will find his reviews of the stuff I give him to read on my YouTube channel. And sometimes I'll post them on the Comic Timing Facebook page as well, so you can catch them there if you want. Ooh. But... Uh, he's also watched a few of these animated movies. You watched Batman Ninja? Yes. Which you really liked? I loved Batman Ninja a lot. Really good. Um, Did you watch the Suicide Squad one? Or? No, I guess just that. Oh, list. I told you that. That's such a build-up. <laughs> I feel embarrassed. Uh, no. <clears throat> I mean, I read... I'm trying to think. No, I don't... Didn't you say there was a cartoon for The Dark Knight Returns? Yes, you did watch that one. I did. I, thought. I believe I watched that. I know I read the comic book, but all I really have to go on is Batman Ninja, which right now is the definitive comic book cartoon. Are we calling these movies or cartoons? Is it offensive to say cartoon? Um, you know I, how, like, I don't a, think so. You know, like to say comic book is really a graphic novel or like, is there a terminology that well, should I use? Comic fans sometimes get upset about the top list of graphic novels right. in the mainstream media because they'll put, they'll throw in a collection of oh. stories from from time to time. 
say you'll collect Batman 501 to 516. Right. And you call it a graphic novel. It's not a graphic novel. It's a trade paperback of those stories. It's a collected edition, basically. A graphic novel in our world really means, we really mean to say like an original graphic novel, mm-hmm. where it's one story start to finish. Kind of like your current read that you should start, Batman Earth One. Yes. That did not come out in a bunch in a, a bunch of single issues, or we call them floppies. Didn't come out that way. It came out in a hardcover, first and only time. Okay. And it said one story start to finish, beginning to end. There you go. So the terminology is, is did we see a cartoon or an animated movie? I guess you or could an go with film. Animated movie. Okay. I don't not know a if cartoon. Call it film because most of them are direct to DVD. Cartoon implies almost as if it's more kiddies. And that's uh, why graphic uh, novels kind of broke away talking about comics uh, because comic books all right. at one point in time felt like you're talking down to us and it was about more about the kids, whereas graphic novels implies more of a, a sense of maturity, right? It's a novel. So this Death of Superman, this is from the 90s. I vaguely remember reading, I think it's just a cover, that iconic cover of... Superman's cape blowing in the breeze. Yes. That's the cover of something. I remember reading that. Yes. Superman died in Superman 75. Oh. And um, in 1994, I believe. 95. I, okay. Do do you want to do a synopsis or can I start asking questions immediately? No, I think you can start asking questions. So basically... Just to, to give a primer for people who don't And I do you want me to spoil watch. it or do you want me to be vague? Because I don't want to ruin it for people. Um, we can do spoilers. We okay. can do spoilers. I don't want to... But I, I think what you're going to end up doing most of the time is asking questions regarding to it. Here's what I want to know first and foremost. But I want to give a primer for people. Oh, go ahead. So DC yes. does these animated movies. They're the only comic company that does them. They started them mm-hmm. a long time ago with Superman Doomsday. Which I have on the Voodoo account that uh, I gave to you to try and get you to watch shit. Um, Superman Doomsday was released in 2007. Wow. So they've had like 35 of these animated movies. So 2007, Superman Doomsday was actually the first adaptation of the Death of Superman storyline. And it, it halfway through this, uh, all, you, these are usually like 70 minute movies, so an hour and 10 minutes. Hour and 15 minutes. They don't really cross into an hour and a half. Right. So they save money on animation. Short and sweet. Get in, get out. So the first Superman Doomsday movie was pretty much what you saw in Death of Superman up until the halfway mark, maybe 35, 40 minutes in. Uh That fight is also very good. But that fight was also, um, I think they had one of the voices for Superman from the 90s animated series came back. Um, and then there were some other new voices as well for Lex Luthor and Lois Lane and stuff. Okay. But that drastically changed the reign of the Superman when Superman came back to life. Like the second movie we saw last night, none of that is in this original adaptation of Superman Doomsday. Okay. And it's even a further almost a bastardization because there's a trade paperback collection of stories called Superman Doomsday which is basically Doomsday's comic book history before the New 52 reboot. There's a bunch of collected stories and stuff like that. Um, so, you know, they, they pick what they like sometimes in these animated movies. I'm okay with that. In terms of titles, storylines, whatever. Sure. So this is their um, first 
like they were like, okay, we're gonna do Death of Superman. We're gonna do it right. We're gonna do Reign of the Superman. We're gonna do it right. And I think they did a pretty good job. Now, if you want to know about the comics, you should go and watch Superman Doomsday. You really have to like buy it or find the Blu-ray DVD because there's a special feature. It's probably on YouTube, but it's basically like how they wrote the big crossover from Superman, Death of Superman, to Reign of the Superman over like a year and a half. And there was a time where Superman died. Then they had a follow-up comics with the funeral. It's called Funeral Without a Friend. And then um, there were no Superman books for a few months. So everybody was like, oh shit, he's really dead. They're not continuing action comics, not continuing Superman, not continuing Adventures of Superman or Man of Steel. There were no publishing, no announcements, nothing. And then they announced four new books, like ne- new num- same numbering, but five months later... And each one had a different cover. And it was one of each book had featured one of these new Supermen. Eradicator, Cyborg Superman, Superboy, and Steel. And then each title followed um, that Superman for a little bit on individual adventures until the close to the end where then they started all tying in together. And then Superman came back to life. You know, they found out Cyborg Superman's a bad guy. And they teamed up against him. To fight Mongol, not Darkseid. And then, you know, Superman got his powers in the black suit, had a mullet, all that stuff. So that's why, like, Reign of Superman is pretty close to um, the comic storyline. But what was nice is that they used Darkseid as a way to wrap up the the new universe that they started with their animated movies with uh, Justice League War. Where Darkseid invades and they, for- they form the Justice League. So it was a nice, like, you know, beginning end we don't know if there's going to be another end and that'll end up being the middle but it's cool how they they tie these things together so this is like the 33rd 35th movie of all these little dc stuff some of them are adaptations some of them are brand new Mm -hmm. some of them are a mixed bag some of them are really good you know but these two death of superman especially i think is the better of the two um but i really enjoyed both of these agreed i think death of superman was way better the only thing that did not make sense and without going overly atop in the weeds. You can spoil, because this, this story... Will, no, no, not me spoil, so you, so you don't bore me. <laughs> then, uh, I can see you getting bored. I'm like, I'm telling you all this cool I'm stuff. I'm listening, but I want to know why Doomsday shows up. Is there a quick... Is there a quick... Just a high-level reason why he shows up? Not like a two-hour... In the comics? Anything. No. Okay, he just shows up and just starts murdering. He shit. shows up. He's um, just he shows up and he's like, "I'm gonna kill everybody," and that's how it he starts. shows up. He has no voice. He never talks. Yeah, he never. He just, grunts. I don't even think, yeah, he grunted a little bit. He shows up in a green suit and over the course of four issues, wrecks everybody. Wrecks everybody. Wrecks the Justice League at the time, which is not the ones in the animated movies. A bunch of like third string characters and stuff. Yes. And then Superman comes and they battle and that's it. Okay, when you were reading the story the first time... His backstory is explained and made up from whole cloth much later. Do... Um, does anybody honestly believe that Superman can die? No. So when this all happened, you were a fan of comics, I assume, when this... Back in the uh, Justice League I 75 or I was a little or, kid. I don't even think I knew that this happened okay. when it happened. My point I knew is after this. the fact. Obviously, because it was a two-part movie. <laughs> right. I had a pretty good inclination that he was going to come back. Right. But the guy doesn't die. Like, he's immortal, basically. That's his gimmick. Yes, and he actually, like, he's 
It's called Death of Superman, but he never actually dies. That's the thing. He just kind of gets knocked out. He gets knocked out. And he has to go heal. No heartbeat, no whatever. Has to go heal. You're right. Um, so I think the whole premise, I don't know. The fact that Superman is an alien trying to be the most iconic human is really neat. I think that's a really cool spin. He's trying to fit in and he wants to be a guy, just a dude bro. You mm -hmm. know, he's, he's got girlfriend problems and he's all this stuff. I like that. Um, but not for one second that I, I didn't even think Doomsday, like when he punched him and Superman had those like little red lines on his face. I'm like, Superman wouldn't have... He doesn't get a bloody lip. He's super. He's a. You could shoot with a bullet and it just bounces off him. Like this guy's punches aren't that strong. Well, I mean, he still like has retains dirt. His suit gets dirty. His yes. um, suit rips and stuff. All that's See, in I the thought, comics. Okay, so I don't remember. Maybe I'm mixing it up with Spawn, or I don't know. <laughs> I thought his cape was like invulnerable. No. Like I thought his cape. I like. Well, there are, there are different versions of the origin. Okay. Which say. The cape is the blanket he was wrapped in as a baby. Yes. And somehow it's magically this size, but you'll see the size, you know, alternate. I just thought that... I Superman in this movie's cape came down to, like, his mid-thighs, his knees. Superman in the movies, sometimes his cape comes down to the floor. In the... So it's like, did you wrap him in a blanket or in a fucking bed sheet? In the continuity, I get it. You're talking 90s versus the new 52, which was 2015? Yeah. 2011. 20, oh, that's how long ago yeah. it was? Oh, yeah. my God. I remember reading um, Superman. the first Superman Action Comics 1. He didn't have a cape. He just had blue jeans. Mm -hmm. And I thought like he found his cape at some point, and it was like a bulletproof wall or something. Right. Yeah. So, okay. so, it, changes okay. for, so it changes from time to time. I if it comes from Krypton, usually it's like super fabric. Okay. So I will – okay. Okay. I'm not going to pick on that. Um, I agree with you. I, from a layman who knows minimal of this stuff, it was easy to follow. They did the right thing with comic books, not just comic books, movies in general, where when they introduced a new character, it wasn't like, what's up, my girlfriend, Lois Lane? Nothing, cameraman, Jimmy Olsen. Like, they just talk like normal people, which I appreciate because I feel like, I don't know if this movie was made for a guy like you or a guy like me. Because I followed it very... You might have been bored to death. But I followed it because they logically introduced new characters in a way that wasn't like really ham-fisted like, yeah. oh, look, here is my boss. You know, well, I don't know the boss's name. That's not a good example. Perry White. Yeah, Perry White. Here is my boss. Great Perry Caesar's ghost. Said yeah. that in the second one. He did say that. So I'm glad they did that. So it was easy to follow along. And what I liked was it was a good length where it didn't go over the top. Um, they got right to it. You didn't have a 45-minute dissertation on people's origins. It just, here it is. Right. The thing I think that it, I, and I get that it's Superman's story. The death of Superman, obviously. The Justice League element of it was cool because you kind of see how important he is to the Justice League. But you could have probably gotten rid of half the Justice League or all of them other than Wonder Woman. And they really didn't. Right. So... It wasn't their story, though. I understand that. That's what I'm trying to say. But um, Flash was just like a big goober. And it's like, hey, Flash, go rest, go help the civilians. Gee, okay. Boop, boop, boop. And he zips around. I'm like, you are not important. I'd rather have five seconds of Superman standing there glistening in the sun than listen to you talk. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't want to be that kind of critic, but like, it started to annoy well, me. Well, then you wouldn't have the humor. Okay, so I'm glad you mentioned humor because the second, to me... I agree with you. The first 
portion. Death of Superman. Was very good. Very good. It was very emotional seeing Clark slash Superman tell Lois he loved her, introduce him to his folks, basically sacrifice himself. I think he kind of knew in his head when he was doing that final punch in yeah. the Doomsday. Like, I thought Doomsday was going to impale him, like hold a sword out, and Superman was just going to like spear himself and just collapse and die. Well, that's what happened in Batman v Superman. He spears himself. Pretty much just like so. I think he knew that was it. Like when Lois threw a rock at the guy and she was crying and he's like, okay, this is it. I'm going to basically end this now, but it's going to cost me everything. Um, I thought that was like a really good tone. But the second part of the movie was like a stand-up comedy show and it lost so much like uh, emphasis. Superboy is very comedic. He is. He's like a big goober. But he's so... He's that's true to the character at the time. I understand. True to the storyline. I understand. I'm just saying that you, you know, you you were at the beginning. You were explaining the dissertation. You were kind of walking through of like the lineage of, you know, the of how the books and stuff came out. Well, like if you didn't have the Justice League be get beat down in, I think it was important. Death of Superman. A they did that in the first the Superman Doomsday, the first movie they ever made. I think, and it, was. it wasn't like it lost a lot of it. You lost the importance of. The fact that Doomsday beat everybody all at once. Single hand. Like, Martian Manhunter is viewed as, you know, almost as powerful as Superman. Flight, strength, speed. He's got the intangibility. He's got um, the mind stuff he can do. I don't know if he has heat vision or whatever. He's scared of flames, which you laughed when he got thrown into the gas station. (laughs) started screaming. His one weakness, like Superman has kryptonite, Martian Manhunters is fire. Because it's, but it's a mind thing. It's because his family was burnt up in a fire oh, on Mars. So soon. it's a, it's a trigger for him. Too soon, bro. Um, but you lose all that impact I of the it. fact that this is this big guy is this bad. He beat the entire Justice League. He Understood. beat Wonder Woman Understood. twice, basically. Yeah, because she like got <clears throat> super powerful and he broke her sword he, and all that. He, he he fought her with the Justice League and then she went back, which was a cool scene. Like Wonder Woman's like, yes. Fuck this! I'm gonna kill this motherfucker, and then went back and still got her ass beat. So it it amplifies how strong he is. It makes him a badass. But I feel like you took those really cool tones in the first one, and then the second one was, it just seemed like it was almost like a tale of two stories. It got much like more goobery. Like Steel's identity was revealed within seconds. It was so clear who it was. She, he's got this secret layer where the parts like Iron Man are flying off. Yeah. And she's like, oh, you forgot to close the window. It's like, this is so dumb. Like, it's a, it's, you ruined these cool... There's so much better ways they could have done this. So a lot, a lot of those are animation cheats. Okay. And so here's the reason I think why part one, or not part one, but why Death of Superman is so much better than um, Reign of the Superman. So Death of Superman's written by this, or adapted, really. By this guy, um, Peter Tomasi. He's a really good comic book writer. Um, really skilled, really talented. Okay. And so he was an editor for DC Comics for a long time before he became a writer. Very good writer. Knows his stuff. I don't think I've ever read a bad story from him in the books. Okay. He adapted Death of Superman. So all that pathos, all the emotions, the Lois and Clark stuff, that's got to be all him. Reign of the Superman was not written by him. And it was like four different people, probably. 
Yeah. Because each guy, each, you're saying each Superman had their own comic book, right? So they probably right. had their own artists. Yeah. Their own they had their writer. own writers, own artists, own ideas. I understand. Um, so it's hard to rein that in then under one umbrella of. Okay, kind of like what they did with Star Wars movies, where each, the, the, the new Star Wars movies, everybody gets their turn at it. Yeah. And they seem very disjointed. Reign of the Superman was written by, it looks like Tim Sheridan. Mm-hmm. And there was another name credited, but I can't see on IMDb because they list all the creators of um, gotcha. the, the different Superman uh, as writers on the movie on IMDb for some reason. But, you know, I think they had different directors also. Sam Liu directed um, Reign of the Superman and Jake Costarona and Sam Liu directed Death of Superman. So he had different creative teams doing different stories and different writer, I think, really is what makes the difference between the tone of Death of Superman and Reign of Superman. And it, it, I mean, it's, the plot is totally different. One, you're supposed to be heartbroken at the end of I was. Death I was, of Superman. That was, really, that was really emotional. when Lois Reign was of the Superman and... is kind of meant to be a mystery. Kind of meant to be fun, and it's it's jubilant at the end when Superman comes back. You had that whole animated scene where Superman flies through all that stuff. That was the first time I've ever seen them in most of these DC animated movies do a Superman flying animation like that. They spent a lot of time and money on those shots of Superman when he put the suit back on those last couple of shots. Oh, okay, okay. Like him flying around. They didn't look that great to me. But they've never shown that before. It usually comes down, floats down, or flies across the screen because he's talking to somebody. It's expedient. It's animation. They're not glory shots of Superman, typically. But that those were glory shots of Superman at the end. Okay. So um, that makes sense. So maybe the tone was intended to be a little more lighthearted because they were trying to reintroduce. Because you're saying back in the 90s, there was a five-month period when there yeah. wasn't. Mm-hmm. So maybe this was, maybe the intent was to be more lighthearted to get people like, oh, we wouldn't have really killed Superman. Well, yeah, I think that's why they call it Death of Superman and Reign of the Superman. It's not part one and part two. Yeah. They didn't come up with Superman Doomsday part one and part two. The way that Dark Knight Returns, those animated movies, originally are part one and part two. I think with that... With the same uh, writer, same director, same tone. Well, I'm not going to pick on... And the story is a story, and obviously the cartoon is limited in its scope of what it can do. Right. I mean, I'm not the cartoon. You know what I mean. The animated film. Sorry. <laughs> I asked you what you wanted me to say, and then I said it. Just call it the movie. And I even the wrote movie. cartoon, and I wrote... We were in a movie theater. We got popcorn. We got soda. We got candy. One it was a movie. Coke, two straws, which was funny. <laughs> yeah, that was weird. Um, you wanted two straws? I'm like, no, I want one straw. The... Okay, so I can't pick on it too much. I have to say that, to me, um, I, I really like the way that each of the four Supermen at the end were portrayed. Of They all kind of had to claim, like, could they really be the Superman? Like, are they, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I was kind of surprised, though, how quickly um, Superboy kind of doubted himself. Because, like... Everybody seemed like I'm really Superman. I'm really Superman, and I I know the cart the movie. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. I know the movie tried to really make the people believe that Cyborg Superman was the real one because yeah. he looked the most like Superman, yep. and he had the best story. Right of like, hey, it's really me, but I have robot parts. But it's really me. I kind of forgot my memory. Blah blah blah. So I can understand that, but I had hoped, and maybe they did this better in the comics. Um, it was very quickly that like none of these guys are Superman. They're yeah. all. I, I, and not knowing what happened, I kept thinking they're all going to merge into one person. 
Like you have the will of Superman, the the you know the strength of Superman, uh-huh. the, whatever, and then they all and then he reappears. Uh-huh. <laughs> he gets split into four yeah, personalities. Yeah, somehow I thought that was kind of like this ain't Kingdom Hearts, Jim. Okay. Yeah, I was I was expecting this merge of these bodies. Like fan of Final Fantasy. Yeah, I, I was I was expecting this to happen, and then it was cl- very clear. I was like, okay, none of these guys are. Um, so I thought it was kind of neat how at the end the real Superman was just like, yo. I'm here. I'm hanging out in this little house. I'm cool. So, <laughs> Superboy, like, how quickly he started doubting himself, like, that is all... It's not new to the movie, but they accelerated his timeline. Like, okay. Superboy thought he was a clone of Superman, period, end of story, Yes. for the longest time, for over 10 years. Uh, when Jeff John started writing the Teen Titans, he used Superboy. Gotcha. That's when Superboy got the black t-shirt costume and jeans, if you've seen that. No. Anyway... Um, that's when the half parentage of Clark Kent and half parentage of Lex Luthor was introduced. Okay, wasn't until much later. They put that in the movie. Gotcha. In okay, no, just... a pawn of Luthor. So I, as somebody who hasn't read the comics, but somebody who has read books and then seen film adaptations of said books, I like it when they take creative liberties. I'm not. I don't think you have to be a purist in the movie. So the fact that the movie did things differently in the comic, I'm okay with. No, that. I'm I'm fine with that because they did it well. What I liked about Superboy in Reign of the Superman was that they they pulled that part back. Like gotcha. they moved it further in his time frame, so that because he, if he didn't know that, he would have been an asshole the entire way through. You never would have liked him. Right. And then because he found out these weird things, he saw Luther do terrible things, and he was doubting Luther's leadership. Like. Why am I following this guy? Yeah, finally Always my dad. Am I going to be just like this guy? Yeah. All that all that stuff made him more no, relatable. I agree. I agree. And at the end, when he flew away and decided to help out, yep. Luther's like, go back to your room. And he's like... He joined the Teen Titans. So if they make another... They have made a Teen Titans animated movie in this universe. If they make another one, they should have Superboy in it. Um, so there's a lot of things. I really like the animation. It reminded me of like a 90s cartoon. I don't know why. Maybe because they're... Because I watch cartoons, <laughs> I haven't watched yeah, any yeah. But I just I like the animation. I think it's funny, just an observation. Maybe all movies are like this. Most superheroes are extremely reckless. <laughs> yeah. Yes, you have the moment where the bridge is falling on that little boy and Superman saves him. Okay, got it. You're gonna save the kids. Yeah, 30 seconds later, a whole section of the bridge falls yes. down with cars. Yes. Are there people there? Did they get saved? Punching through buildings, throwing semi-trucks. There's always a, there's like at least five or six explosive right. yeah. barrels or oil or something. That's that's nonchalantly a... throwing people <clears throat> through it, pow uppercutting them through buildings. I'm like you guys have caused $80 billion of damage. That is a oh cartoon God. and comic book caveat. I get it. Happens yeah. all the time because it's cool. Yeah. Because you can have the artist way more draw impactful. all the stuff, you know. Watching Superman get punched and digging up three feet of pavement for a mile and a half is awesome. And you're right. It's all like he, the rubble noise when he gets up and the punch him through the well, statue. Like Dragon Ball Z when Goku is fighting Frieza and he gets knocked across like halfway across Planets the planet. And, stuff. and you just see like this giant mound of dirt behind him because he's been sliding for so long. Right. He's punched with so much energy. Um, it's just an observation because I don't normally watch these. So it's just, I just thought it was funny. I, I just kept thinking like, wow, you guys just don't care. When Superman's shooting his laser vision at the, uh, <laughs> the other guy and like he deflects and it goes off and hits a skyscraper i'm like you probably just killed like 40 people dude well that's why i mean you saw it batman v superman like they start with that scene of superman and the heat vision 
like cutting, like you see the true reality of all that yeah. destruction and yes. people dying and stuff. And some people liked it, some people didn't. But yeah, the, the Batman versus the reality check. Yeah, yeah. Batman vs Superman of, was the best movie of Batman. <laughs> I know we go for this. Speaking of Batman, good transition. They need a better Batman voice. I told you to stay at lunch, but yep. I say it again now. Yep. The Batman voice in this cartoon sucks. I don't disagree. He's played by Jason O'Mara. Um, he's a British actor. He does a serviceable Batman voice. I don't love it. I don't hate it. He's just okay. I've heard worse. Jeremy I... Sisto in the uh, New Frontier Batman was pretty terrible. Um, Ninja Jeremy... Batman was a good Batman. Ninja Batman was And that was of this guy. Yeah, I forget who that was. He's like, Alfred. Yeah. That might have been Kevin Conroy. Okay. I want to say yeah, Why can't they get him? Well, so Kevin Conroy did the... I don't care about continuity. Batman sounded like a twerp. <laughs> he just sounded like a little scrawny kid. He just... He wasn't... Okay, so Batman is dark and brooding and menacing and... And then he talks and it's like, that's not Batman. He's like a jokester, like a jester. Um... I don't know what to tell you, honestly. Like, uh, what's his name? Batman, Kevin Conroy can't be Batman every time. Why? I don't know why. They choose <laughs> not to use him every time. Roger Craig Smith was Batman in Batman Ninja. Great. And he was great. And Famous voice actor. You might know him as Batman in Arkham Origins. I didn't know that. I thought that was, uh, what's his name? He's Ezio in Assassin's Creed. All of those. Wait, the guy that's Ezio in Assassin's Creed plays the Batman in this movie? In Batman Ninja. Oh, okay. The one you liked. All right, good. I was going to say, that's, those, those, those people didn't sound remotely close. He is Sonic the Hedgehog. So the you have Sonic in, this in is, Smash. This is what blows my mind. Okay, you have the Justice League. I mean, that is such a cool group of dudes and dudettes. You have Nathan Fillion. You have Cress Williams. Yep. You have so many people in this movie that I was like, I know that voice. I know that voice. I know that voice. You and then this out, guy from Batman. You pulled out, uh, what's the girl from Mass Effect you like? Uh, Bioware really likes her. Uh, I'm trying to blank She now. played the assistant <laughs> and... Well, all I'm thinking is video games. Martha Kent. Jennifer Hale. Jennifer, I was going to say Leah from Diablo, but no, that's, I mean, that's who the character was. <laughs> yes, so like, and she also plays Ash in Overwatch. But it's like... These are huge. Nathan Fillion has got to be worth like a billion dollars an hour. He's such an iconic voice. He does so much voice work. He's not that great of an actor. He, do, I don't know. It's all I've ever. If Nathan Fillion was a great actor, he would have been a, a TV, a movie star, not a TV star. That's fine. Spartan Buck is all I gotta say. All I'm, and then you got this Batman, and it's like, oh, <laughs> it's just, I'm not gonna say it ruined the movie. But when Batman got knocked out, I was like, good. Shut up and I lay mean, there. It probably had to do with, like, who's available at the time when I they guess. decided to do this connected universe. The budget at the time, you know. Because I thought the sound effects were phenomenal. All the, the way they walked, the door, every little, everything just seemed to be turned up to ten. When they walked, it was like, cluck, 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 cluck. it sounded really good. Like horse canter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the little rubbles, every little brick when Superman stands up and the little pebbles falling off his hair, you hear it hit the ground. And then this guy. I'm not harping on it, but I'm harping on it. Right, it sucked. Right. Another thing I didn't like. Lex Luthor's dorky power suit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. The only thing I know of Lex Luthor is he's this evil mastermind. 
hellbent on killing Superman. Fair? Yes. I played with him in Injustice. I loved his character model. It reminded me of Zangief from Street Fighter. Injustice is a riff on the classic. That's The classic power suit is that. Not this mech thing he climbed in in this okay. one. The fact that he had a suit, the mech suit, I'm okay with that. I get it. Because he's using, it's just like Iron Man. He's using his intelligence to make... Why the mech suit wasn't a robot? I have no idea, though. Like, robotic control? Stay in your fucking office. You're smarter than this. Uh, that I agree with. But I think maybe it was a pride thing. But the fact... But it was a cool story point, though. Like, that's not in Death of Superman comic book. Mm-hmm. Lex Luthor and jumping in and shit. The... But, like, L- Superman saving Lex Luthor in that moment. That was awesome. Looking next to him, just going... Not even saying anything, but, like, just giving him this look like, I saved you, too. Yeah. Acknowledge this. And then back into the fight was great. really cool. That moment. was a great moment, and I'm glad that happened because I think it added a lot of depth, and I feel like Lex Luthor's character kind of changed. Because even though he's kind of a scumbag in the second half, he was less of a scumbag. Yeah, he was more focused on like saving the world. But his power armor that he wore, he had like a projection of his face where his chest was, and it looked so freaking yeah, tacky. It was weird. I busted out laughing because it was... It was, an oversi- it was an oversized head. <laughs> Sorry. It's like three times the size of his real head. But it wasn't, face even, it wasn't even where it should be. It wasn't like he right, had yeah. a hologram head. It was yeah. like he had no head. He had shoulders that just caved into nothing. Into, the chest, into a big chest with a hologram head. And then this, you know, I asked you at the end, speaking of Lex Luthor, I said, do we need to stay? Is there a post credit scene? And you said no, and I found out there was. And I'm After re- Raiding the Superman? Really? I'm really, pissed. Oh. I'm really pissed at you. I'm sorry. I asked a co-worker, and the scene is the Justice League is all in their secret base. The Watchtower? Okay. And they're talking about going on the offensive against... Darkseid? Yes. Interesting. And, and Lex Luthor walks in in his power armor, and Flash says, like, who left the door open? Oh, man, that would have been cool to see. I'm and sorry. Um, so I'm not going to watch it again. <laughs> okay. Well, in, in three weeks when this comes out on Blu-ray and I Face come back from travel. Me. You could FaceTime me just that scene. I will show you that scene. And but, you'll go, okay, great. But my point is um, I think Lex Luthor had a really good story arc too because he was – even though at the second half he took the next brace off and he was still kind of a weasel, at the end of the day I think he kind of – Realized the error of his ways. Yeah, I don't think he was that one-dimensional. I think he's still like if he could get away killing Superman, I think he would. But I think he realized that he needed him as an ally more than an enemy, and I thought that was awesome. I love those kind of like dark anti-hero. There's things. a bunch of stories in the comic books where like people ask Lex Luthor, like, "Hey, you think you're so freaking smart? Why didn't you do anything to help us? Right? You could have cured cancer. You could have, right. you know, solved world hunger. You could have had world peace." If only you'd focused on it if you weren't so obsessed with Superman. There's um, an issue in a book called All-Star Superman, which I want you to read eventually. A whole issue. It's a great issue. Written by Grant Morrison. Art by Frank Quietly. Beautiful. Where Luthor is in prison being interviewed by Clark Kent. And Kent's asking him some of these questions. And Luthor is going on about why he just can't get over Superman and do all these things. Or he's telling Kent, like... Once I kill Superman, I will do this. I will do this. I will do this. I've got all these things already started and locked away. That once I get rid of this obstacle in my path, like he's got blinders on only for Superman. Gotcha. I will accomplish all these great things. I gotcha. Um, that sounds interesting. The um, so I like I liked his arc. I said I still maintain the Justice League throwaways, but important. Um, I thought Cyborg Superman was cool. His story was neat. It was pretty clear right away that... Who was your favorite 
imposter Superman out of the four. Oh, 100%. Wait, looks or just badassery? Just whatever. Okay, lowest for sure, Superboy. He was the stupidest, and I didn't like him, and I'm glad he was out. Okay. Second worst, Eradicator. Okay. Because his it didn't... I didn't like the glasses. Uh-huh. And I didn't like that he shot lasers out of his hands, yet he had glasses. I'm like, use your glasses. Like... <laughs> He stuck his hand out like it looked like Mega Man pellets, yeah. like pew pew. Steel's design was badass, and I really appreciate that it's just a guy trying. That he was so inspired. I was kind of surprised that it wasn't the guy who owned the bar at the beginning, Bibbo. Yeah, because he was freaking in love. Yeah, with Superman. he's gay for Superman. So I thought for sure it'd be was Bibbo. Bibbo. I thought yeah. for sure it'd be Bibbo, but I'm like he has no. Me- <laughs> He has no idea. No technical ability whatsoever. He's trying to make a shrimp sandwich for profit. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So Steel was cool, and I love the hammer. I'm 100% certain that, although to me, Reinhardt came first in Overwatch. I know that this was back in the 90s and Overwatch was now, but he reminds me of that. I love that when he wound up his hammer, it had a rocket on it. Yeah, that was cool. For like those super hits. But I think the Skull Superman was really, really cool. Cyborg I, Superman. I, so I think I'd have to go with him because I just like that. It, it reminded me of Terminator. And even though kind of like in Terminator 2 where, you know, really Arnold Schwarzenegger is really a bad guy to reprogram. Mm-hmm. When you see this guy who's got like a half skull face and he's like, hey, I'm here to help you. And he looks kind of weird. You can't really trust him. I thought that really matched his vibe. So I'd have to say to me, I think Cyborg Superman was cool. And I... I, I wish that he had a little cooler arc. I thought the animation was phenomenal, especially at the very end when they were fighting on the space station. Mm-hmm. When his face, the little part of his face that he had, just basically his eyeball, his hair gets all messed up. That's his original look that's from awesome. 94. I think that's so bad. And so this came out after T2, basically. So I think that's awesome. Draws a lot from Terminator. When You're he right. when he was uh, when he was when he when you finally find out it's that guy Hank whatever Hank Henshaw. And he, he, the look on his face, he's got bags under his eyes, his hair gets all wet, and he's like, I'm here to kill you. Like, he turned so fast, and he was, like, so evil then. I liked him better when he was standing there pretending to be, and he's getting those weird flashbacks. That was cool. I wish they did more with him, but I get it. you you got to share screen time with everything else going on, but I could totally watch just a movie on him. Mm-hmm. My favorite uh, Don't say is Eradicator. Ugh. I think the glasses are a little different look. Dorky. It makes him look more alien, yeah. I guess, because nobody he was really wears thin. He had a thin head. glasses like that. Well, I think he did his hair differently. And he, I think he was a little character designy, but in the comics, he looked everybody but Steel and Superboy look like Eradicator and Cyborg Superman are drawn the exact way those artists drew Superman. Ah, okay. So it was like meant to be like a true. This guy's a true imposter. This guy's a true imposter. That guy's in a metal suit. I don't know. That guy's a kid. I don't know, kind of thing. So it was like a dueling thing, and then the public actually, same as the movie, did think that Cyborg Superman was the real deal, and then he turned out to be the bad guy. Um, But I love the design of the Eradicator. Like, I love when they enlarge the S shield so large that it connects to the cape and goes down like it takes up his whole chest. Yes. I love when they do that. Um, I love the little, like, lines and designs on his hands and stuff, like... Some people don't th- like that. It's too busy. But this so is a simplified was, one. He was truly a hologram. He wasn't even real. Yes. And he recharged. They recharged the tank to make him a hologram. He was gathering energy for Superman and recharging him. He was gathering energy by killing people. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Wouldn't Superman be like, yo, bro, quit killing peeps? He, he does serve Superman in some capacity in the comics. Um, in this storyline, I don't remember the exact details. I've read it once and once only. Okay. Um, so it's not one of my favorites that I go back and reread. Like, How do you stuff. feel knowing that this whole time, this entire crisis could have been inver- avoided entirely if they took Superman out of that dark space and just let him see the sun and he could have <laughs> all his power back one fucking minute after he dies? <laughs> You know, okay. I guess so. You would explain it. A comic book writer would know the okay. history and powers and go, well, the Kryptonian robots that are taking care of them in the Fortress of Solitude, mm-hmm. the Crystal Place, don't know or don't have the information that the Earth's sun was going to give them so much power that they instead relied on the regular Kryptonian technology to revitalize them. I wrestled with this idea in the movie thinking that maybe... Had you launched him into outer space immediately, he would have been too weak and he would have suffocated because he was just as a man. It's possible. That said, you could have just laid him out on like a skyscraper somewhere just to see what happens. Yeah. But I understand. I'm, I'm not. I mean, it's, it's more of a joke. But like Superman's, um, how much he can get hurt and stuff all depends on the writer and what gotcha. they want to do. Like gotcha. Dark Knight Returns, there's that great scene where Superman's stopping the nukes coming from Russia. One of the nukes blows up. And there's one panel of Superman. He's all withered and like a skeleton. And then the nuclear cloud goes away. Yeah. And the solar radiation comes back. And you see him like, you know, puff yeah. up again. Turn to a flower. Stuff like that. I liked, um, I think, going back, though, you made me think of something else. The cyborg Superman fight at the end, I really lost a lot of respect for him when he couldn't kill Lois. Because she's nobody. And she's running around doing backflips in outer space. Yeah. In a gunfight with this guy. Yeah. I get it. She opens the the door, which lets the sunlight in. Okay, that was a cool. She got shot like eighteen times. I'm like, dude, you fly like nine hundred miles an hour. I assume you have the same powers as Superman. Just like T, just slam into her and just, and then she's done. And but I get it. I mean, I understand the story part because they weren't afraid to show. I wouldn't say gore, but there was a lot of mature stuff. I mean, those cops at the very beginning got murdered. Mm-hmm. Aquaman's army. I don't know what they're called. Yeah, they got. Eaten. They got eaten. There's arms and stuff. So, like, they're not afraid to, like, go that way. Obviously, you're not going to kill Lois Lane, but um, it seems sometimes they were a little more aggressive with some stuff. And then they turn around and then it's like, oh, you're going to get shot. And she just has, like, a little mark. Like, her shirt's a little ripped. I'm like, you just got shot yeah. in the arm. Your arm would blow yeah, off. Yeah, she should have, like, a whole, a third degree burn in her arm, yeah. really. Yeah, you're so, right. So, but nitpicky stuff. The last nitpicky thing. I guess you could justify yes. that by going, he's a villain, he's focused on Superman, right. he knows she's human, she doesn't ultimately stand a threat against him in his mind, power-wise, so instead of killing her, it's more like a brush aside each time, yeah. she's like it's a, a warning she's shot, like, a like quit messing around me, go away, fly, that kind of thing. Just like you don't, yeah, you don't throw a grenade in a room and there's a mosquito, I get it. Um, the other only other thing that really bothered me, and again, I understand there's a story point, when Cyborg Superman starts giving people the power to become the super army or whatever they're called. Yeah, that was that in the books. He gives them all these, they all start coming, you know, okay. I thought it was a cool idea. It was very clear that like he was building an army, but people thought they were helping. It really lended into him being a villain because at that point it still wasn't clear. He was having some weird visions. You realize he had flashbacks of him being that Hank guy on his knees in the outer space, whatever. I like that. But then when the Justice League shows up, 
They all form a circle. Not the Justice League. These cyborg armies. Yeah, these these taking over. They people. form a circle, and then um, what's the villain's name? Darkseid. They're meant to become. A they portal, ultimately a become portal. like the boom tube that Darkseid yes. comes through. They're gonna, come which doesn't make any sense because Darkseid has mother boxes, and he can create boom tubes whenever the fuck he wants. Okay. So why he needs Cyborg Superman to create a portal, I have no idea. I wasn't even aware of that. It's a movie thing. But that, not even that. I, I'm okay with that. That they need, he's going to use them as a portal to bring in his army to destroy Earth because... Maybe he needs it to bring in his big-ass ship. I don't know. The problem I had was when they're all in a ring, the entire Justice League stands, I mean, freaking shoulder to shoulder... And then the little tube comes down and sucks them all to the alien planet. Oh. <laughs> why the hell would you why didn't, why didn't even Flash move? Yeah. Nobody no reacted. Idea. The portal's like, hey, look, the portal's coming down. It's going to suck us away. Okay. And it's like five, four, three, two. Oh, no. And then they vanish. <laughs> I have no idea. It bothered me that, like, and I get it. You got to get rid of them. It's Superman's story. He's got to be the hero of the story, and he was, and for that, amazing. But, and I get it. I mean, in a sense, it's a card comic, and you just go with the. So I guess the the problem you have with this version of the Justice League is the one in the comics. They're like a bunch of boobs. The Justice League <laughs> really... in the comics were a bunch of boobs. It was Booster Gold, this guy named Bloodwind, um, uh, Fire. It was not the Seven classic Justice League characters. When did that? Was that the New Fifty Two that brought them together? Uh, the original incarnation, the Grant Morrison run in the mid '90s after Superman came back to life, and then New Fifty Two was Seven again. So I think and the car- Justice League cartoon really was really like where it was like fermented and everybody. Because I watched it when I read the first issue of the New Fifty Two, those guys were on it. Right, that's it was classic. A super well-oiled machine, and I know it did a flashback. I kind of zoned out. That's classic Justice League. So by changing the members of the Justice League to be okay. The ones everybody knows and wants to see. Gotcha. You create. I, I guess the writers thought maybe they created themselves a, a power thing because you had Justice League go against Doomsday, right? And Doomsday mopped the floor with him. But that's not to say that the Justice League couldn't mop the floor with all these Supermen, yeah. or Cyborg Superman. Yeah. So you had to get rid of them in a way to tell the rest of your story. Understood. And I and I get it. I just I I think that. Superman really it, it was almost as if he didn't need them because he pretty much did most and even for the most part Superboy and Steel were holding their own from at least what the little bit we saw at that major battle at the end <coughs> and when the Justice and every time they had the Flash it was like hey Flash go clean up bodies Hawkeye didn't talk um, yeah Hawkman's in this, Hawkman. both these movies but he doesn't have any line he doesn't have a voice actor I don't even think he dork- has a grunt and he looked dorky yeah, I, mean, well, I like his costume so the problem with Hawkman in these animated shows half the time like this one especially they draw him with his wings folded like anytime you see an angel yeah when they're standing their wings are folded in half yeah and that's the way they drew him like anytime you get a toy of Hawkman half the time his wings are that way okay. and then you try and fly and it's like a bird trying to fly with without his wings fully extended so they didn't bother to animate his full wingspan like they did in, in the animated series. I was animated more agitated series. with his face. <laughs> his mask? His mask looked like he had a big bird beak nose. Yes, so I couldn't he tell does. if he was an alien or if he took the mask off, does he have so, a normal face? Or does he have a depending big... on the version of Hawkman they were using. That's the thing. I don't know. He's, he doesn't he's always He's always an alien. Well, sometimes he's an alien that looks just like a human. 
or he's a human that's reincarnated a bunch of times. But every time he's wearing a big helmet shaped like a hawk's head, but just from his nose up. So it is awkward because it's fucking large. It is. Um, uh, so he. So I think he could have gone. I think. I, I, I get. I understand. I don't why know he why was he was there. there. They didn't use him at all. That was. He get it left. Yeah. Cyborg, of course, the best Justice League member remains to be true. He's still amazing. I love him the best. Okay. I would say, um, if I had to, okay. I think I gave Ninja Batman a 9 out of a 10 because I really like... I love ninjas. I'm not in love with Batman. He's okay. He's not my favorite, but he's cool. But I love these... I say the Elseworld. I use that word way too liberally. But these one-off stories that have nothing... You know, one day, Batman gets whisked into a portal and he's in 1400s, whatever the time frame is, Japan. I love that. This movie... It is a standalone thing. I understand that you said it feeds into other stuff and the continuity. I don't care about that. As a standalone thing, how would you say this movie rated? You give it a number, like 10 is the best, one's the worst. Where would you put it? Death of Superman, I would put at a at a nine. I would I would agree with That's that. one of the better ones I've seen in a long time, and I've seen them all. I own them all. Um, because I'm a completionist and I like the special features on them. Reign of the Superman, I'd give a seven. So I would agree with you on the nine. For me, a guy who doesn't care about any of this, I cared. It made me care. And I was, I didn't cry or anything like that, but I was really sad when he, I knew he was going to die. It's the name of the damn show. But he really put it out there for Lois. And I thought, like, this guy's a hero. Like, he really is the who we, we all want to be like him. Right. He's the man. Yep. Um, the second part turned into stand-up comedy, very bizarre, as cool as Steel was, as cool as Cyborg Superman was, I think it fell way flat. I think it's more like a four. Really? It was not... Whoa! And I I really, really like Cyborg Superman. Whoa! It wasn't good. I see your points. I I just like your points. But you're dead wrong! (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like there was too much... It it didn't know what it wanted to be. It it was such a tonal shift. Um, Very bizarre choices by the heroes. Very bizarre choices by everybody involved. I couldn't... I couldn't even put on my superhero glasses and say, this is a story, just make believe. There were too many things that I watched and I'm like, this is taking me out of the experience. <laughs> Looking at you and just laughing, it's just like, this isn't, I wasn't blown away. I can suspend belief. Okay, there's an alien with superhero powers. I'm on board. I'm with you. Okay. Um, but I will say that I liked the idea. And I thought it was a good... I think you really need the second one to tell the first one. And I think without the second one, the first one isn't as good. Do you think Reign of Superman completes? I do. I think Death you Superman? need it. I think Death of Superman stands on its own. Okay, see, to me, I think it's... You don't need it to watch... You don't need Reign of Superman for Death to be as good as it is. You need Death for Reign to be better. If I watched Reign on its own... It may be better because I would say, oh, this is just a throwaway adventure. Okay. <laughs> but because you had such a jaw-dropping, I mean, Superman's dead. The reaction of that bimbo. <laughs> bimbo. Bimbo crying, holding the picture. And all these little kids, like, their hero's gone. Like, oh, my God, this guy. What it, 
The Justice League's in shambles. This villain, yeah. billions dead. Everybody's missing. Clark's missing. So and so. And then yeah. it's like scene two. Here comes Jester Superboy. Yuck, yuck, yuck. I'm Superman. And it's like, oh no. Hey, Lois, how old are you? Old enough. Ding. <laughs> so, but I'm glad I will say this in closing and then whatever. You I have one closing question. Oh, for okay. You. I was going to say, I'll let you. I have one thing I'll say, but you may. So this go is first. not, mine's not really the movie, so you finish. I was going to say thank you for inviting me to this, and if there are more, I'd love to go. You're more, you're welcome. I have one question for you. Yes. Out of the core Justice League members. Okay, so the ones in the movie. The ones in the movie. Yes. Um, and there is a lot of animated movies to pick from. So which core Justice League member are you interested in watching more animated movies about? Cyborg. Okay. Yeah. Um, Cyborg's only in the Justice League movies. Oh, so so he, doesn't, he doesn't have a movie of his own. Okay. Um, um, basically, you have like Superman, Batman, Green Lantern, Green Lantern. Flash. Uh, okay, my first. Okay, I know that Wonder Woman for has some won. reason Cyborg doesn't get the love he deserves. I don't know why he doesn't get the love he deserves because he was a secondary character. Third, well, he was a third-rate character, second-rate character at best. Until 2011, when they made him retroactively a founding member of the Justice League. I understand. He was always in the Teen Titans. He's only created in 1983 or whatever. Yeah, when so he doesn't have the lineage. He doesn't have the lineage. It wasn't that important. Um, okay. So even though Cyborg is still my true favorite, I'll say a close second, definitely Green Lantern. Because I like... I don't like Hal Jordan. <laughs> okay. I don't like any... I don't like his personality. I think he's a weasel. Like he just, he's too giggly and jokey. Uh-huh. I love Nathan Fillion, so there's a there's a trade-off there. But I love his power. It's so unique that he comes up with these crazy constructs to fight. You know, the glove, the giant glove, the giant hand, the energy bubble, the shield, whatever. So if I like the movie that he – I like the uh, live-action movie um, with – Deadpool. I can't think of the guy's Ryan name. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was a good movie. So if there are other Green Lantern movies that are just him, that are in this genre, there, I are, would, there are two. I would be interested in one checking of them, them out. One of them is an anthology story, and the other one is an origin story. Oh. Okay. But I'd be interested. I, I like them both. I would be interested in checking them out. I think, to me, what blew me away about the new 52, and I didn't ask this, but I'm going to tell you, when I started reading it, for the year and a half, I stuck with it painfully. <laughs> I really, I will remember the scene vividly because when I first got into you it, like stu- terrible books. You like Deathstroke because it's the best more than the Scott Snyder Greg Capullo Batman. You yeah. drop that Yawn. instead of sticking with it. What I was gonna say Loser. was that, and then I'll let you go because I've talked way too much. I know, but I want to say this. There's a scene in the first Justice League number one, and I had the I, I don't I think I threw it away, but at one point I had the physical book. I didn't have a tablet then, where they're fighting. I don't know who, but Green Lantern summons a fire, fire truck, truck yeah. and slams into a guy. I think that is one of the coolest okay. things I've ever seen. Then you need to watch the movie called Justice League Origin. It's animated. It's the exact same style as this. I'd watch The it. exact same cast of Justice League. Okay. And it's the it's it. that story. That moment is in the movie. And it's Nathan Fillion. Oh, well, that's even better. There you Do go. Do you think... Um, okay. I'll check it out. 
and then I'll report to you. Report back. <laughs> report. Report back. I'll do a video or a mini recording you gotta, for your channel. Just do a video. Okay, I will do that for you. All right. Awesome. Well, thank you guys for listening. As always, keep it cool. Thanks for being on Comic Timing, Jim. And uh, thanks for having me. And good luck with the show. Thanks, everybody. Follow us, whatever. Have fun. Follow them on Facebook and on. Do you guys have a Twitter? Comic Timing doesn't have a Twitter. We're on, Comic Timing is on Facebook. Why don't you have a Twitter? Because then somebody's got to run the damn Twitter account. Uh, okay. I like stuff on Twitter. I don't really post. Ian posts. But you don't like what he posts? Uh, he posts his personal stuff. It's not comic related all the time. I'm not volunteering myself, but you need a social manager. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not volunteering myself. Well, we don't do a very good job with our Facebook post following, so what, what good would Twitter be? I don't know. Anyway, thank you for listening, and as always, there's always time for comics. <laughs>